I'm late. Morning, fans. Great to see you. I am so over winter. Anybody, anybody with me? All right. I, I, I shared that with some people today, and um, I got some responses that I didn't like very much, but it's good. My counselor's like, hey, get some stuff off your chest. So uh, I got, uh, we need the moisture. And my, I think my eye is sprained from like the strength in which I rolled my eyes at that, which I, you know, obviously I know, we, but my driveway doesn't need the moisture. Like the, the mountains could use the moisture, right? And, and then someone, someone had the audacity to say, it's not even winter yet. Yeah. To which I said, hey, that hole underneath your nose, let's keep that one shut from now on. That's, <laughs> that would be great. Um, <laughs> so I'm thankful that you're here because I, I need some Thanksgiving this week. Um, my name is Rick. I'm one of the pastors around here. And I get the privilege of, of teaching most weeks. And uh, we are in this series called 30 Days of Thanks. We've been talking about Thanksgiving all month. And uh, a couple reasons, because we think the best life is, is the thankful life. And uh, God says it's his will that we're thankful. And the reason he says it's his will that we're thankful is because we were designed to be thankful. We're designed to live in relationship with God. And so uh, the best, the thankful life is the best life. And today we're going to talk about this idea as we end our series, Thanksgiving Secret Ingredient. Think about Thanksgiving's coming up. Think about your favorite Thanksgiving food. Everybody got something in your brain? And on, on three, we're just going to say it out loud all together. Ready? One, two, three, go. All right. That's great. It's, it's a variety. I'm not sure if this fits. And I guess I, I'm I'm the one in charge, so I can say it fits. For me, it's the turkey sandwich on a roll the day after Thanksgiving. Does anybody, would anybody agree with that? And, and then I think the close second to me, if it were for me, is uh, sweet potatoes. And not like sweet potatoes, but like sweet potatoes with butter and brown sugar and marshmallows. I remember as a kid, someone saying, hey, what, what's in here? This is delicious. What's the secret ingredient to this? I'm like, there's no secret ingredient. It's butter, brown sugar, and marshmallows. You put butter, brown sugar, and marshmallows on kale, it's gonna taste good. I don't, I don't know, Sarah. You can't even make kale taste good with those things. Um, she insists that kale tastes good. I think, every, here's the thing. I think everybody that says kale tastes good is in a conspiracy to trick the rest of us into tasting kale. That's like, that's what's happening. Uh, but when we think about Thanksgiving secret ingredient, what, like, what makes it so powerful? Why is it so important? Uh, why does the Bible talk about it so much? I, I think it's, the, it, it, it's this simple thing, that Thanksgiving changes our mindset from this kingdom mindset, this little K, lowercase K kingdom, this, the kingdom of earth that we live in, to a capital kingdom mindset, a mindset where, uh, where I'm not king, but God is king. The, the Bible talks a lot about the kingdom of God, and it's really where God's rule and reign actually happens. And we are called as followers of Jesus to live with a kingdom, capital K, mindset, but everything we see, almost everything we see, reinforces the principles of the lowercase k kingdom, the, the kingdom of earth. Every advertisement we see, every advertisement we see says something like this. Hey, you would be happier if you had this thing. You would be happier if you participated in these activities. You would be happier if, that's the, that's the lowercase k mentality. 
And, and God, the kingdom of God says, hey, you can rejoice always because I am with you. Because the biggest reality in your life is not what you have or what you don't have, but that you can live in relationship with the God who created everything. That I, I don't want just you just follow me. I want to, to be in this relationship where you can call me father. That's the, the capital K kingdom mindset. The lowercase kingdom mindset says I'm valuable because I do something valuable or that I'm loved because I do something lovable. And, and the kingdom of God says you are loved because you are, because he loves you, period. The lowercase k kingdom says uh, my identity comes from what I do, what I, what I accomplish. The kingdom of God says your identity is that you are a beloved child of God, period. Nothing will change that. The kingdom of God is, in Hebrews it says, it's an unshakable kingdom. Not like the kingdom of earth that changes every day, right? Oh, this is, this is what you should chase now. Oh, I mean, this is what you should chase now. I mean, this is what you should chase now. This is what will bring you life. And you know, right? You, you chase those things and you get them. And, and it's always one more thing. It's, it's, it's not enough. I'll never have a pile of stuff big enough to support my identity and my security. And every time I've tried, what happens is I build this pile up and build this pile up and then I lean into it and guess what, it moves. And so then we say, oh, instead of going, oh, wait, that's a movable kingdom. I wanna base my life in an unshakable kingdom. What we typically do, or maybe what I do, is I, I, need, I need a bigger pile. And that's, that's this lowercase k kingdom mindset. Mindset is just, is really simply like the way I see the world and the way I see myself in the world is it's my mindset. And what Thanksgiving does is it changes our mindset, the way that we see the world, the way that we see ourselves in the world from, from the, the mindset that we're inundated with all the time to something bigger and better that God calls us to. And so my hope is, as we, as we press into this a little bit, that, that our lives wouldn't just be moved with, or marked, we wouldn't just have these moments of thankfulness. It's easy to have moments of thankfulness, but that our lives would be marked by thankfulness. That, that our lives would actually be different, not in just an action, but, but long-term different as we engage in this practice of thankfulness that, that really does look a bit, it, it connects the reality of what's going on in the everydayness of my life with the power and presence of Jesus in an ongoing kind of basis. So I'm gonna pray. We're gonna open up God's word. We've had a lot already, so uh, I'll talk fast if you listen fast and we'll um, hear what God has to say. Would you bow your heads? God, I'm, I'm just mindful in this moment that, that nobody stumbled in here by accident. Everyone that's here chose to be here. And and really made a heroic choice to be in, a, in an environment where the mindset of this world, like the, the lowercase k kingdom mindset will be pushed back against. And I ask that, that more and more we would be rooted in the mindset of your kingdom and not, not the kingdom of this earth. This, this, your kingdom of promises fulfilled, your unshakable kingdom versus this kingdom of 
of false promises that changes all the time. Help us to not leave. God, we don't wanna leave here the same people we were when we got here. We wanna be changed and transformed, not by learning information, but by encountering you. So you can do that in every life across this room. We love you, amen. We're gonna look at Colossians chapter three. If you have your Bibles, we open up to Colossians chapter three. If you didn't bring a Bible, grab one that's right around you. Uh, we're not gonna turn any other places. We're gonna look at this. Colossians is about this far in, uh, in the 800s or so. Um, and if you don't have a Bible at all or you don't know where yours is, just grab the one that's right there, put your name in it and that, let that be your consistent Bible that you bring. Grab a pen um, and look at, it's actually 822, Colossians chapter three. We're just gonna look at a couple of verses here and I'm gonna take a drink real quick. We're fortunate as we start that we experience baptism, that we got to watch baptism because this is a great picture. He says, Paul says this to the church of Colossae. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. You haven't, you haven't pulled yourself up. You haven't like climbed your religious ladder. You've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God and set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. And he's just, uh, he's using that, this word Christ and Christ isn't Jesus' last name. Christ is his title. So I'm, I'm the pastor here. So uh, that's my title, pastor. My name is Rick. So Jesus, his name is Jesus. His title is Christ. It means Messiah, the promised one. Um, and so it's an interesting thing. You'll see in, in the New Testament, you'll see lots of different variations of that. Sometimes like here, we'll see just Christ. Sometimes you'll see Christ Jesus. Sometimes you'll see Jesus. And sometimes you'll see Jesus Christ. And that's not arbitrary. Um, when, when the author wants to emphasize the deity of, of Jesus, that the fact that he wasn't just a good man, that he was God, um, we, they use the word Christ. And sometimes that's, he's like, oh, wait, it, it's Christ who raised you up. Not, not just the power of a good teacher or the humanity. And sometimes it's important in scripture that, to, that we understand the humanity of Jesus. Like, hey, Jesus wept. It, it touches the, the, his humanness. And, and so it says this in verse two, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Paul is, is telling the church of uh, Colossae, he's like, hey, listen, you have a choice in your mindset, the way you view the world and the way you view yourself in the world. And what I would say is you should set your mind, make a choice to say, I'm, my mindset is gonna be a mindset of the kingdom a mindset rooted in the power and presence of Jesus. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. He's like, he's like, hey, I know there's an alternative. You can set your mind on all of the things of this world as well. And uh, I know you're looking at that verse like it says nothing about Thanksgiving. You're right, it doesn't. But, but what we found, what I've found is this really simple thing that thankfulness connects our everyday lives with the power and presence of Jesus. And it begins to rewrite the way that we look at ourselves and we look at our world. Does that make sense? So um, 
you can click that next slide, would you, Matthew? Um, I went to, we went to dinner, and um, sometimes I'm a jerk. Uh, a, a lot of times I'm a jerk, and uh, I, have to be, I have to be mindful. I have to kind of pull myself back. So we had a, uh, I was kind of hungry, and, and we had a lot of stuff going on, and uh, the waitress was a little chatty. Um, and so I, I, I started feeling this, you know, have you ever felt this? Like, you're just like, uh, okay, okay, okay. And, um, and so in that moment, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 something's going on inside of me. And, um, so I just simply just did this thing, just said, oh man, thanks for Heather. Thanks that we have the experience of Heather. And you know what that did? (laughs) That, be, that began to kind of rewrite what was happening right there, the mindset. It took me from this little K kingdom mindset where I am the center of my kingdom, right? And my hunger needs trump everything. And uh, she should know that that's irritating, all those kinds of selfishness things. And it moves me to actually this place of like, oh, wait, she's a person. That, that has a story. That, that loves people and people love her, who needs support and to feel like she can be heard and listened to. And it's just that, that idea of thankfulness changed everything in that moment. And you know what's true? It also can change great moments when you feel that, that thing happening of joy happening in your life to just take a moment, go, oh, wait, 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 I can be thankful for this. I don't know about you, but I, sometimes I take the credit for the good things that happen in my life. Because I live in this, in this lowercase k kingdom mindset, I get good things in my life because I work hard. I get good things in my life because I'm a good person. But when that something good happens in my life and I can just pause for just that second and say, oh, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Everything I have in my life comes from God. And I, <laughs> I didn't get this because I worked for it. I got this because God gave me grace. It changes my mindset. It moves my mindset from a lowercase k to an uppercase k kingdom mindset. And that's how we're changed. Paul says this in Romans chapter two. He said, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Like we know that this world is trying to, trying, gonna try and push your mind into a certain mindset. Don't, don't allow yourself to be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know those, that show Transformers? You know, when they're, tra- when they're conformed, it's when they, they look like a VW bug, right? When they, like these, they're, what they are, they're robots, right? That's who they are, but, but then they contort themselves and they just make themselves look like everything else. That's, he's like, hey, don't do that. Don't be conformed. You, you are something different. Don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be, live the life you were created to live. And how? By the renewing of your mind. And I love this, this first part he starts with in Colossians chapter three. He says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. This isn't, this isn't just a behavior modification. If, if he would have just said the second part, hey, set your minds on things above. Here's what you do. Ch- change your behavior. You think this way, start thinking this way. Um, we would have the propensity to maybe grit our teeth and try real hard to change our mindset, right? And we would spend a lot of energy trying to do it. But what Paul invites us to do, he's like, hey, 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 it starts with our heart. 
It starts, it starts with our connection with God and beginning to see our relationship with God not as an obligation, but as an opportunity. It's really hard to wake up early to shovel snow, isn't it? Anybody ever done that? Or, or think about the, the tasks that you hate to do. Maybe, maybe going to a class that you don't like very much or, or maybe uh, going to a meeting that, that you don't like very much or something. Think, think about how hard, how much energy it requires to get out of bed to do something that you don't wanna do that's just an obligation versus going skiing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up early to go skiing or snowboarding or maybe for my wife's sake, like, getting up to grab a plane to go to the beach. Um, like, you know, how much, you know how different that energy is? It takes way more energy to do something out of obligation, doesn't it? Than when we see it as an opportunity. And man, um, as I began to think about that this week, it really applies to our relationship with God. When we think about spiritual things as an obligation, it takes lots of work. And, and, and maybe you've done this, I've certainly done this. When I've seen habits of, and when I've engaged in habits that, that come from this place of obligation, I do pretty good for about maybe four or five days or six days. And then I just don't have energy for it anymore. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that one more day. But when we begin to see things in the, this, is this invitation of this opportunity, which really comes from thankfulness, like, oh man, God, thanks that I have the ability to connect with you. This is, I'm not doing this out of obligation, but, but this is an incredible opportunity to do life like you've designed me to live. It doesn't require that much, as much energy. It actually gives me energy to do that. So Thanksgiving changes our mindset from this lower K kingdom mindset to this capital K kingdom mindset. We're, uh, we've been talking about these five practices and actually began to say, hey, let's do these five practices for the next 30 days. And actually today I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna just say, let's do these five practices for always. Uh, and maybe not these five, but some five, some, some things that will, that will bring us to this place of thankfulness, intentional thankfulness. So we gave out these thankfulness journals four weeks ago. And uh, if, you've already, if you're already doing these, maybe, maybe as a review, you can just start thinking, oh yeah, that's right, I should... I, I need to do that. And maybe not out of obligation, but I have this opportunity to press into thankfulness by using this journal. And uh, what we said is on, on the side, we're just gonna write hardship, opportunity, person, experience, and think about something every day, a hardship that you can be thankful for every day. Um, like even the heart, uh, it was such a hardship dealing with that waitress. You know, that wasn't a very big hardship, but I wrote that today. I'm like, oh, you know what? Feeling that was a hardship was, was really good. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because it moved me to another place. Uh, maybe, maybe there's some big things or some small things there. Opportunity to give or to serve. You know, a lot of times we think that thankfulness comes from what we get and how people serve us. But we can begin to change that mindset by going, oh, wait, I have this great opportunity to, to, to lend uh, my pencil to a friend or to uh, go pick somebody up or to give generously what opportunity do you have? And then person, that's a pretty easy one. And then experience something, some kind of experience that you've had that you can be thankful for. Write, write those every day and just watch how God washes over you with that thought. I have four of these left. I'm just gonna put them up here. Whoever didn't get one yet can come get one after service. Um, intentionally tell somebody every day that you're thankful for them and why, two words that, that are key, intentionally. 
What if you just woke up and, and as you're brushing your teeth every morning, you're like, who am I gonna say that I'm thankful for? And then think through why. You know, it's one thing to just go, hey, thanks. But it's another thing to say, hey, you know what? Thanks. The, the way that you support me uh, really makes a difference in my life. Hey, thanks, thanks for uh, your heart. Thanks for the way that you serve people around me, those kinds of things. Send a postcard or two each week. We have a bunch of postcards still left over. So uh, we're not gonna talk about this for a long time. So grab those postcards and either just fill it out and send it in the mail or fill it out and stick it in uh, somebody's car or stick it on their desk or something like that. That would be great. Uh, and again, just kind of taking this thing that's happening in me and being able to, to affect other people with it. And then that's what these things are for. I think we have about eight or nine of these yard signs. Um, place a sign in your yard or a card on your door. We have some of these you can take home and you're like, wait, am I gonna have, do I have to do that for always? Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little ratty you know, in, in a month or so. Um, and I, I would just say, yeah, you do. No, you don't really. Um, but grab one and stick it on there. And then, then when this starts to fade, maybe think, what are some other ways that I can display my thankfulness to my, to my community? Maybe, maybe writing a note to somebody, maybe taking them Christmas cards, maybe um, making some cookies for your neighbor. What are some ways that I can tangibly show my neighborhood that I love and thankful for them? And then invite people to join us. Uh, you know, when, when we begin to see the, the work of Jesus as a gift, as an opportunity, not an obligation, then it just becomes this natural thing to go, oh my gosh, here's what's happening in my life. Then there's this, this family uh, that I get to hang out with on the weekends that, that really improves the quality of my life as we connect with Jesus together. Uh, I just encourage you to be a, a, an advocate for what God is doing in your life. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm out of time. Wow. Let me pray and then uh, we'll move on. Whew, Lord, thanks for all of that. God, I know that we're just gonna be, even as we leave here, we're gonna be inundated with the messaging of this kingdom the kingdom of dirt, this temporary kingdom, this kingdom of, of changes, this kingdom of broken promises. And will you help us as we press into thankfulness in kind of an everyday way that, that we would live more and more with the mindset of your kingdom, that we would connect the everyday things, the good and the bad everyday things, the difficult and the easy everyday things to your presence and power. And then we will begin to see our world and, and who we are in it through your eyes as we press into thankfulness. Pray for people that are just trying to figure out who you are, that you would, you would just wash away the lies of religiosity, the lies of shame and guilt that prevent people from saying yes to you. And will you tell your story, your good news story to their hearts? in ways that they can understand. God, we pray that we wouldn't be the same people when we leave that we were when we came and just ask that you would answer that prayer now and the rest of this week. We love you and are thankful for you. Amen.